Welcome to What's Good Under the Hood. Welcome to another edition of What's Good Under the Hood. Rob Sanders from Fox Sports Radio 1400 and our friend Greg Hood, for, for, for whom the podcast is named What's Good Under the Hood from Mazda of Columbia. What up? How you doing, man? Well, I couldn't be any better. And I dressed up for you today. I, I see that <laughs> I, it's casual day. Nah, I rode my motorcycle, and it's a little chilly. Well, it's nice be, now, but it was chilly this morning. I want to be cool like Greg and have a podcast named after me one day. That'd be kind of cool. What would you call it? I don't know. Sanders. Colonel Sanders. What's, what's good under the Sanders? I wouldn't work with it. Colonel Sanders. Yeah, I, yeah. Saw, I saw something uh, yesterday. I saw I was, I was driving by the sign. Somebody made some comment. They, they got rid of Colonel Sanders when they got rid of uh, – Aunt Jemima and all that other stuff, and and Colonel Sanders' picture is still on the KFC sign, and but they they had a the words uh, Kentucky baked chicken. No, 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 they did underneath it Kentucky baked chicken. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I'm not buying. You're baking stuff. it instead of frying it yeah, now. No, they're frying it, but they have baked chicken also. I guess that'd be like okay because you bake like turkey, baked steak. It's <laughs> <laughs> like what? Follow like that under. A, I'm not eating it. Yeah, like a baked steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that. Right, Colonel anyway, Sanders. What's up? What's up? But I think our first I think our first topic should be talking about sticker shock holidays and all that. Yeah. Should we expect sticker shock if we buy a car over the holidays? Or there's sticker shock with everything now, including Listen, chicken and turkey and so eggs and everything. It's else. funny you bring that up because I saw a um, a news deal. It was a video um, talking about exactly that. And I gotta st- say it straight up. Sometimes reporters are so stupid. The questions they ask and the things that they imply. But one of the things they were talking about is they were talking about the increases in prices and they said that used cars have gone up 49%. I don't know that that's a correct number. They said they pulled them from Mannheim. Um, I don't think they've gone up 49% a year because I'm buying them, but they have gone up. There's no doubt a lot. Um, but because a one year old car didn't drop in half. And so, you know, I mean, meaning you paid 50 grand for it. And before they didn't go 25 grand after one year, the depreciation wasn't well, that, hope not. that significant. But to prove that point is though <laughs> you can buy a car that's a year old and they're touching MSRP and the stuff we're seeing and having to pay for a lot of them. But I will promise you this. Um, we had a car that um, I purchased and it was sitting out by the service department under an oak tree and the limb fell on it did $4,000 worth of damage. So we had it repaired and I ran it back through the auction because I didn't want it. I'm not going to sell somebody a, a, a car with a tree in it. I didn't think that was appropriate. So I, I ran it through the auction and you know who bought it? Enterprise rental car. Really? <laughs> yep. 48,000 mile Jeep Cherokee and it'll serve them well. I mean, it was there was nothing wrong with the car and we fixed it. Right. But, and, and honestly now 4,000 bucks worth of damage on a car is not much more to bumper. So but it dented the roof and the door and some of the trim and stuff on it. But the point is, you know, they're the ones that are paying the most money for this stuff out there. And that's what's driving the prices of used cars up the most. But going back to that video, one of the things they stated was, is that, you know, if you have a uh, used car, they suggested, if you've got a used car laying around, now would be a great time to sell it. You can get maximum money for it. Well, they're correct. And, but they said, but if you don't and you need a car for transportation, it would be a terrible time to get out of your car and get into another one. And that was the most backwards way of thinking, because I'll kind of prove it to you. So if I bought a car two years ago or 18 months ago, and I can get, I can trade it in and get darn near MSRP or what I paid for that car. I drove it for two years 
and I didn't pay anything for it. And then I now have paid on it, so I probably have even more equity in the car um, in, in, in that. And so if I go trade in, I can take that equity and I can put it down on a new car and probably either lower my payment or have the same payment, and I have a new car. Even if the even if the dealer is charging slightly more or more significantly more than they would before, if we weren't in this mode on the new car, you wouldn't have that big chunk of money to be able to put down. You wouldn't be in a positive equity situation on a lease. So it was stupid advice. It really boils down to math. It boils down to how well you took care of your car, whether the car dealer wants to buy it, whether somebody gives you the the number. Bless, bless your heart, Greg. You think people understand math? <laughs> so sweet. Oh. <laughs> just saying you, you bring up that stuff and, and i completely agree with you and and i i read some of this stuff on this topic and it's like you know and i don't i don't sell cars and stuff like you do but i understand basic math and sure the average person doesn't and what you just said just laid it completely out and it just ah that makes sense no i'm amazing it, and, and, and it happens all the time i mean i have a friend who she had leased the jeep from me and Two years into the lease, she had a three-year lease. Two years into it, um, I booked the thing out. It had she had six thousand dollars worth of equity. I put her into a new SCX nine, and I lowered her payment. I mean, why would you not want to do that? She had forty-five thousand miles on the Jeep Grand Cherokee, and she gets to get into a newer, nicer vehicle, and it was nicer. There was nothing wrong with the Jeep; it was a beautiful car, but it didn't have leather and it didn't have all the features that the CX nine got into. I put her in a better car on a three-year lease with the equity out of the other car with a lower monthly payment that she had before. So the advice that came from those reporters was just plain brain dead. Do Just look at the picture, the whole picture. And if you want to get a new car and it's a way to get you into one, we want the trade. We're going to pay all the money for it. I mean, we need them. I don't want to buy cars at the auction. I want to buy one from somebody where I know it came, where it came from. You know, I can really look at it. Just, just the whole math thing. If you just look at math, sometimes it just, what is it? Math is a universal language, right? I think they teach it everywhere but Mississippi, right there, Andy? That's right. That's yeah. where I'm from. We had no math at all. <laughs> no or, math at all. Or Alabama. Or Alabama. You guys just mark things like prick your finger and mark it in blood, and that's how you figure out stuff down there. I don't know. We just go X. Just X. Sign an X. X is for everybody. That's ah. right. That's right. Anyway, we were going to talk about Alabama. I was about to say, you mentioned Alabama because right. that was that was one of the topics we're going to talk about today. There's a new Mazda facility, a manufacturing facility in Alabama. Where exactly in Alabama is this? I don't know. I don't that's live it, there. It's in Huntsville. In, oh, it's in Huntsville? Yeah. yeah, it's that's in where Huntsville. The, yeah. That's where the uh, space place is, is as well. Isn't it weird that we have like this big Mazda plant in Alabama and then we have like the space plant or whatever it is in, in Alabama too? It's kind well, of interesting. You, you also have... Uh, a BMW plant and yeah. a Boeing plant in South Carolina. Well, I, I, I wasn't mocking our state, but no, I was, no, no, he's no, mocking no. Alabama and I'm Mississippi Alabama. is what he's doing. I think I think that we we put these plants there just so we can bring up the IQ of the state. Oh, that's I, what think it is. That, okay. I think that I think that you guys don't give Alabama and Mississippi enough credit. Roll Tide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. Okay, so let's talk about the why. All right, right. so that is actually a joint venture. With Toyota, I might have mentioned it before in another podcast, but the I think what the significance is for our company is that it finally gives Mazda a chance to break away from the shadow of what Ford did to them. And Ford darn near annihilated that company. I'll give you an example of how they treated them like a stepchild. They took a lot of their technology and then they shared some platforms. But one of the things they did, if you remember when the Ford Explorer first came out, man, they were white hot. But they gave the Mazda 
the Navajo, which was the Explorer Sport. It was a two-door version. The two-door version didn't sell. The four-door version was absolutely El Fuego, and they didn't give Mazda the four-door. They stuffed them with the two-door, so this is what you get. And they did, and the Ranger pickup and the Mazda pickup became kind of one and the same. You could look at the dashboard. They were absolutely identical. So the parts were the same. The motors were the same. And that's not to say they were bad pickups because they weren't. The little Rangers were good pickups with a four liter in them and all that stuff. But the point is, is that then they, they kind of did their business with Mazda and left them out to dry. And they really struggled after that uh, to get going. But as I mentioned in, in a previous time was that the, the technology and the ability that Mazda has to think differently than other manufacturers in how they manufacture um, became very attractive to Toyota. So Toyota got with them to do a joint venture on this particular plant. We're making the CX-50, which is the brand new uh, sport utility that's coming out. Uh, they're pretty good looking. I mean, they look a little bit like the CX-5, which is a good looking vehicle, but a little bit more rugged, a little more stout, uh, <laughs> worth looking at online. And they're reasonably priced as well. And they're great, uh, great quality as well. So, you know, that's going to be our mainstay that comes out of that plant. But Toyota wanted our technology. And then what they did for us was is that they gave us their financing arm. So our captive, that's what we call them in the car business, our captive is Mazda Financial, is actually Toyota Motor Credit. Now, what does that mean? That means that's way better for a consumer. They buy deeper because they're such an incredibly large uh, company that understands financing for consumers. I mean, think about how many Toyotas are sold around the world every year. There's just a bajillion of them. I think if they're not the number one manufacturer, they're number two. And so they really understand that. So it's easier for us if we have people with challenge credit or um, we need exceptions to get that done. When you go back to, they had Ford Motor Credit before that, and I may have been Primus, I can't remember, but they just weren't, they weren't really that strong. They were always a stepchild. So we have now been able to move to a different place. We're in a lot better spot. Uh, we're making better cars. And that plant uh, kind of puts us on the map because it's us. They, they basically, Ford basically treated you like Cinderella, basically, right? It was they, unbelievable how bad they beat up. You guys it. were doing all the work and then, but you didn't get to go on the pumpkin. Basically how that worked out. Well, I never really thought about the pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how I look at things. You have That's what I've, red hair, don't you? I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm a pumpkin. ginger. I, I can admit that. Yeah. yeah that's what I've been called. Pumpkin. Clemson yeah. fan. My, my daughter says I have a pumpkin head, which is kind of in for the uh, for the Thanksgiving holiday. Yes. You've got a big pumpkin head. It's all right. It's just fall in general. So we'll fall go. in general. There you go. <laughs> that, that way I can last until like December, like 15th. And after that, it's like, put you out of the curb. You're rotten. Yeah. Just put you out of the curb. Bugs flying around. Yeah. We're in gnats. We didn't, we didn't talk about everybody's Thanksgiving. I mean, your Thanksgiving and all was great, right? I gave thanks. It really was. It was terrific. I got to be with my family and it was nice. Is that when you bought the golf cart over Thanksgiving? No, it was a couple of days before. So we're talking about the golf cart. Yeah, got a golf cart. Yeah, but and I got it cheap. So you're gonna put a three fifty in it. Yeah, I think it's three twenty seven, maybe three twenty seven on block. I would like that. I'm. I it's gonna stay at thirty six volt though. It needs a motor. I bought a I bought a cheap golf cart that needs a motor in it. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about converting it to forty eight volts so I could do wheelies, but I think I'm gonna stick with the thirty six. I, I have to talk about my friend Andy over there. You should be following Andy Woods online because there's a sweet little picture of Andy Woods curled up on the couch <laughs> on his Instagram page where he looks like he ate the entire turkey. He's a little fellow, though, so he's curled up in, like, the fetal position. I saw him kissing a zebra. I, I like, saw him kissing a zebra, yeah. too. but It, it wasn't was, It wasn't actually a kiss. 
Well, its lips were on your lips. <laughs> was just well, looking. I was okay. I was at a Eudora Wildlife Safari Park over in Sally, and we were driving through. Me and somebody used to work at the radio station, Duff, and the camels invaded the car. And then the zebra came up to the side of the car, and they had the little crunchy treats you can give them carrots and little crunchy treats. I and, didn't understand why you were going 30 miles an hour, though, making the zebra chase you. <laughs> he was keeping up pretty well. Yeah, was, and she suggested that I that I put the food in my mouth and leave it halfway out. You know, like humans will share a French fry or whatever, and they'll I've take, never done that. Yeah, I've never, done, I've never done that either. And but I've seen it done. And uh, and so I put the piece of food in my mouth and the and the zebra came up and, and took it from my mouth, which was kind of risky and not very sanitary, but it happened. Well, the camels were all up in your grill too, because there was, I saw the video and there was one through the, the, uh, sunroof, sunroof and, and two, two through, through the, the yeah. window and they were all over you. They're they looked, not, they looked happy. They were not shy at all. Yeah. You, what were you tell me? One of them grabbed the cup through the sunroof. Yeah. They, they can reach in and they give you the cups of treats and carrots and they've, they've figured out how to reach into your car, grab the entire bucket of treats in their, in their mouth and then flip their head up. So all the treats fall into their mouth. Man, you ever seen me eat those little? Uh, Is that the way you little, do it? <laughs> those little little Halloween candies, those little things with the, you know, if I'm not biting the ends of them, candy, candy corn, corns, yeah. candy corn, yeah, you could tilt tilt that up the same way. Yeah. Anyway, I tell you what, for next good. Halloween, all the candy corn that I get from uh, that I that I steal from my kids' Christmas uh, my kids' bags, I'm just gonna bring it down to Greg because uh, awesome. my kids don't even eat that stuff. So I love just give it to you. Racks, remember? <laughs> Racks, <laughs> Racks, Bracks. Oh, that's Bracks. What, oh. That's who makes it. Oh, Brock's. Well, I say Brax. Brax my dad used to say, I already said this once on a podcast. I'm repeating myself. My dad used to go Brax when it was something bad, like you're throwing up or something. So that's that's appropriate with the candy corn. Dude, he I'm, calls it Brax. I'm gonna get well, I'm gonna get sued by Brax. Wow. Well, that's <laughs> that bad. I wasn't talking about Brox. I was talking about Brax. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yep. All right. All right, Andy. We'll wrap it up. Yeah, Are we buddy. wrapping here? Yeah, wrapping buddy. Rodney. We'll wrap right. it up, buddy. Next time on the next edition of the of the What's Got Under the Hood podcast, I think we're talking about Amazon, right? Yeah, we're talking about Amazon, and the, there's other stuff, too. How to prevent recalls. Anyway, What's Good Under the Hood? Greg Hood, Rob Sanders, and me, Andy Woods. Thanks for listening and or watching. Once again, if you're only listening, you can check it out on the Mazda of Columbia YouTube channel.